Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another special edition of the Forestines Fire American Soccer Show, the 2021 CONCACAF Gold Cup Group B matchup, United States destroying and taking out Martinique by a final of six goals to one. Now, you want to take it with a grain of salt, that's fine. This is a match where, yes, they had to dominate this game. They had to go out and take Martinique back to the woodshed, and they had to destroy him right there, and, then, and they did so. Now, obviously, a bit of a blemish because of the penalty that they uh, gave up, telling Acosta, fouling his man, allowing him to get into the area, and fouling him inside the area. Converting the penalty was Rivier. But outside of that blemish... This is a game where the kids played fantastic tonight, and they did the job that they had to do. They will be going to the quarterfinals without a doubt. They and Canada will be battling for the top of the group of B on Sunday afternoon, late Sunday afternoon at 5 o'clock Eastern Time, 4 Central, on Fox National as they go out to try and win against a Canadian side that has looked to be improved and a Canadian side that is hungry to take top marks in CONCACAF. Questions have been answered. And let me just say this. it, It has to be said here right now. Daryl DK of Orlando City is a tank. He's a bulldozer. He will do anything and everything to put the ball into the back of the net. And the second goal he scored, not the one that he was, it was originally that own goal, then became his, and then it went back to becoming an own goal. No, it's the one where he actually puts the ball away for the second time tonight. Receiving that pass and then bulldozing through two defenders and then smashing it into the back of the net. Daryl DK is our tank. You can call him El Tanque, think he'll mind, but I'm telling you right now, that is the type of forward you want in World Cup qualifying in the octagonal starting this coming September 2nd. That's the man you want to get to the front, barrel through the back line, and bury the ball hard. Don't care how he does it. Don't care when or where or what he does to do it. Daryl DK for the U.S. men's national team right now 
is a bulldozer that needs to have the ball at his feet, smashing through the back line, and putting the ball away beautifully and brilliantly. He was unstoppable. Tough to see him being subbed out after everything he has done in this matchup. Tough to see him get subbed out uh, just before uh, the hour mark. Just before the hour mark. Oh, no, I'm sorry. After the hour mark. My bad. Uh, eight minutes after the hour mark, he got subbed out. I would have actually, I would have loved to have seen him remain up top and finish the whole thing, finish the 90 minutes. But Giassi Sardes got in there and he converted his chance as well and got his goal as soon as he subbed in. Um, this is a USA team, once again, they're kids. Half of them are probably our kids. But they are kids that have a purpose. And as of right now, you've got to love what you're seeing. The one player that I really wanted to see on this Gold Cup roster get an opportunity was Matthew Hoppe. And even though he didn't score, it's not always about, did you put the ball in the back of the net? No. It's about, how did you set up? How did you play? How did you go out and attack the opposition? And in my book, Matthew Hoppe, who has done well at Schalke for half a year, in the German Bundesliga, in my opinion right now, and I know it's only been one game, and I'm, I don't want to put any pressure on him. I don't want to overdo it, but what I have seen from him, it's been brilliant, and it's been fantastic. You are seeing uh, a better starting 11 here with players that, not saying they played scared in the last game, but they just could not get over the hump after scoring the opening goal and the only goal of the match against Haiti. What you saw tonight, ladies and gentlemen, was the type of performance that should have been done against Haiti in the first match this past Sunday night. But that falls onto the feet of Greg Berhalter, and I'll tell you why. That was Berhalter's fault because they had no friendly before this Gold Cup. Mexico had two friendlies in the States. They had two friendlies in the States at least to get that group ready to go in this Gold Cup tournament. And yes, they failed to score a goal against Trinidad Tobago, even though against Guatemala, they were able to get three and at the moment are behind El Salvador in Group A with a two-point disadvantage. We'll see what happens on Sunday. But that is the fault of Berhalter, and that is the fault of U.S. soccer, to not have at least a friendly 
with a nation either not doing anything during either the Euros, the Copa America being, you know, not being involved with the Copa America anymore, or having a CONCACAF nation not involved with the Gold Cup. Because all you want is a friendly. All you want is a friendly to get the kinks out of the way, to settle the nerves. And if that was allowed to happen, to have a friendly and not have that happen in the first group stage match against Haiti, things would be a little bit different. And to be honest, then you could say the United States would have overtaken Group B and have Canada in second place. Canada right now, still in first place, leading by a goal scored. They have eight. The U.S. has seven. Differential even with a plus six. But Canada right now leading by a goal scored. But all you need to do is win. You win on Sunday against Canada. You win the group. And then you move on to the quarterfinals. But you're already in the quarterfinals anyway. This second match against Martinique, yes, it it had to be done. It had to be a destruction. And these players knew what they had to do. The energy, the passing, the defense, everything was crisp, solid, beautiful to watch. The, the, the talent on the pitch, Gianluca Busio has been unbelievable in two matches played as a sub in the first game against Haiti and then a starter in the second game against Martinique. If that blast, a couple of inches lower of the, from the crossbar, that's his first national team goal. But he gets his first national team assist on the goal by Gio Acchini. Gio Acchini, excuse me. And that was beautiful to see. You are seeing players get, taking the opportunity that's been given to them and they are taking advantage of it. Daryl D.K., Matthew Hoppe, Gianluca Busio, Gio Achini, Shaq Moore. We are seeing players right now gaining an advantage, taking advantage, looking strong, looking beautiful, looking like this national team program is getting better. But while we don't know what's going to happen going from the final group stage match all the way into the knockout stages of this Gold Cup, the real proof of the pudding will be this coming Saturday, excuse me, this coming September, when the U.S. men's national team will now start World Cup qualifying in the octagonal. You need to see and give these players this opportunity to grow and become better. Now, it is 7-4, one against on goal scoring and defending. This men's national team right now, these group of kids, 
they look solid in this one. I would say more than solid. They were okay against Haiti, and it was not a good performance, even though the result was earned. What you saw in this match against Martinique, and yeah, they had to destroy them. You could not, you cannot take a team like Martinique lightly. You had to destroy them. You had to bury them. You had to pulverize them. You had to go out, and you had to bury every single chance into the back of the net and show them who's boss. And you know, I don't like to, you know, I try not to be, you know, too. Uh, hard on the opposition you have to show them respect boarding respect but the truth is this those players on of Martinique as good or as decent as they are they do not have the talent like our kids have the talent whether you watch MLS or not, watch MLS. Whether you do watch the Premier League in England, the Bundesliga in Germany, Serie A in Italy, La Liga in Spain, you watch players that play in Europe. But half of them come from MLS. Because if there is no MLS... There is no Tyler Adams at Red Bull Leipzig. There's no Caden Clark going from the New York Red Bulls to Red Bull Leipzig. There is no Gianluca Busio going from Sporting Kansas City to a club in Europe. This is where you need to pay attention. And at the same time, if there are kids playing for a club side that's not in Major League Soccer, these kids that are playing at academy teams that are not affiliated with U.S. Soccer, like what happened with Christian Pulisic, what happened with Weston McKenney, what happened with um, Matthew Hoppe, you watch out for all of them. You watch out for anyone and everyone playing in MLS or USL or NISA or MPSL or your backyard academy team. You watch who will be the future for this national team and who is going to be on that world stage for a continental championship and qualifying for the greatest football tournament in the world being in the greatest football tournament in the world and hoping they make that long trek from the first group stage match to the second round to the quarterfinals to the semifinals and then to the final this match showed why our players are improving this match showed why these players are doing the domination against Martinique. Matthew Hoppe got an assist to, to help out with Daryl DK with his first goal. How about the setup that led to the second goal that became an own goal for the U.S. as Matthew Hoppe 
gets the ball, back flicks it to Busio, who tried to ram it down the throat, nailed the bar and out, DK trying to head it in, could not, deflected in off the defender's boots and into the back of the net for 2-0. How about Shaq Moore hustling his butt off, getting to the end line of Martinique, making sure whoever touched it last in the U.S. did not concede a goal kick for Martinique, tracked the ball, got it back, found found Hoppe, the cross coming in, and DK heading it in for that first goal. Amazing. Sensational. And yes, Busio, th- uh, excuse me, on the uh, third goal, crossing that ball, missing everyone, but Eric Williams of Portland Timbers, how he ran to that ball, quick, you know, Quick turn and cross to Miles Robinson, who buried his first goal for the men's national team. Wide open. You know, it's always those open netters, those open, the the, the, the headers, point blank. You're wide open that you can miss putting it in the back of the net. And Miles Robinson does that, buried the ball beautifully, beautifully. And he puts it in for his first goal. And then, of course, Gio Aguini, who just with a delicate touch off the inside of the heel, puts it into the back of the net from the cross by Gianluca Busio. The Kansas City connection coming up big. The kid that plays for Kansas City and the kid that is from Kansas City. Buries it. I I mean, I am excited. I, I'm excited about this. And I understand, you know, it's Martinique. You know, you can only play the opponent that's in front of you. But you worry about who is coming up in the next generation. Who is coming up to join that roster that won the CONCACAF Nations League? Those players... You are looking to see what is going to happen, the problems that Greg Berhalter is going to have if you qualify for the World Cup, who will be on that 23-man World Cup roster. At the same time, you also have to wonder who is going to be on the roster for World Cup qualification where you have three matches within a week, Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday, in September, October, it's regular in November with two, January into the beginning of February, end of January to the beginning of February, and then in the end of March. Who is going to be on this roster? Who is going to get the rest? Who is going to come on as a substitute, who is going to get the break and who is going to start? Three goalkeepers right now. Three goalkeepers right now for this U.S. men's national team. Matt Turner, Zach Steffen, Ethan Horvath. 
And thankfully, Ethan Horvath has signed a deal. He'll be with Nottingham Forest in England. Not sure where Nottingham Forest is currently right now, whether it's in the championship or football leagues one and two or a level below. I don't know where he is right or what the club is right now in England. But he's playing even Ethan Horvath with Nottingham Forest after his uh, contract expired with Bruges uh, um, in Belgium. Because when you make a save like that against Mexico as a goalkeeper, you're, you're going to be picked and you're going to be automatically in there. If you have an opinion, if you have a thought, Phone lines are open. Go ahead, please. 646-929-1823. If you are up still on the East Coast, I know you're still up in the Central. You're still up in the Mountain. You're still up in the Pacific. Anyone that is still up, that is listening to the show, if you want to call in, give me your opinion about what you saw tonight. 646-929-1823. Go ahead and call in and just give me your opinions if you want to talk about this match. But i got to say this, ladies and gentlemen, I, I have to say this. What I saw was absolutely brilliant tonight. I am excited for the future of the program, for the future of our players, for the future that we have of these players that are either playing in MLS, that are on the verge of being transferred to Europe, players that are playing in Europe, that are showing up big time here, in this Gold Cup roster, they are the future of our national team. There will be ups, there will be downs. And the next match they're going to take on, on Sunday afternoon, which will be on Fox National, uh, will be Canada. Canada, right now, they've also improved their play. Canada is nothing to sneeze at. Because, once again... I have said this before, and I know many of you are probably going to scoff at this because you don't think, well, Canada's, you know, what does Canada have outside of Alfonso Davies, who has not been in this Gold Cup tournament due to an injury he suffered in training for the Gold Cup. But once again, when you have a manager or a head coach like what Canada has in Hedman, you cannot take them lightly. You can't take them lightly. This man has given Canada positive belief. This is why you don't mess around if you are the USA. Unlike what happened in the Nations League group stage match against Canada at BMO Field. Because when you have a manager that gives players belief and what they are doing, and how they are doing, and what the game plan is. That is enough for Canada to go out and defeat the U.S. That is enough. Because right now, you cannot mess around. You cannot mess around playing Canada and assume it's going to be a victory. You just cannot do it. Because if you think that, you will lose. Trust me. You will lose if you assume it's a cakewalk. Don't think that. Don't even bother thinking that. Go out 
do your job and show why this national team and this program is improving every single year on the FIFA international match calendar. Show them why this national team is improving and why it's, it's uh, getting bigger and better. Let's go with the goals now. Obviously, 90 minutes plus uh, five of second half stoppage time. Uh, let's go through it right now. Daryl DK, the opening goal in the 14th minute. That was a great goal to make it 1-0. Uh, own goal originally given to Samuel Camille of Martinique as it clicked off his heels and into the back of the net in the 23rd minute. Was changed to Daryl DK, but then... At the end, at the start of the second half, the official score changed it back to the own goal, and that was the correct decision because that was not a goal that was really scored by Daryl DK. So he originally, when it was changed from own goal to Daryl DK, then it was changed back to own goal, so Daryl DK did not earn his second goal of the match. 50th minute, Miles Robinson buries that ball from that beautiful cross from Williamson, that's 3-0 for the United States. Then Daryl DK bulldozing his way past the back line, through the back line, making it 4-0, his second goal of the night, and that was in the 59th minute. Then after the hour mark, Kellen Acosta, who subbed in, fouling his man inside the USA area. Penalty given to Martinique. Emmanuel Riviere converting the penalty to make it 4-1, and then the subs, more subs coming in, and of course, Jossi Zardes, beautiful working ball given to him, burying it from the near side, nailing it inside the far post, side netting on the inside to make it 5-1, and then Nicholas Gioacchini, who converts it in the 90th minute in regulation, makes it 6-1 for the U.S., seven goals scored in two group stage matches, only allowing one, plus six on the differential, ties Canada, but Canada once again leading due to goals scored by one as they scored eight goals in two matches, allowing two in the group stage. And Sunday afternoon, Sunday, 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 Sunday afternoon, at 5 o'clock Eastern Time, the United States and Canada on July the 18th are going to battle it out for the top spot in Group B. And this one should be extraordinarily awesome. And you know what? Let me just say this. For those of you that are not aware, not paying attention... I'm happy that Canada is competing is competitive now. I am happy that Canada is strong because this is what you want to see out of the north zone. Everyone always talks about USA versus Mexico. Now obviously that is the big big battle. That is the big border war. That is the big battle that everyone in CONCACAF and around the world wants to see. That's the battle that everyone wants to see around the world. But the truth is, from my point of view, Within the Confederation, I want to see Canada become better. I want to see Canada to get stronger. I want to see Canada do well 
do the job, go out, and actually give a game to both either us or Mexico. Because when you talk about this confederation right now, they have strong teams in the three separate zones. Even though the majority of the Caribbean is, is struggling, you're seeing Curaçao becoming stronger. You're seeing Jamaica strong. You are seeing Panama being strong. Costa Rica being strong. El Salvador is now turning it up. Honduras trying to be strong. But we all know the strongest of them all is the United States and Mexico and now Canada is coming into play. Canadian soccer is improving. And now it's time for the Canadian sports media. Outside of one soccer. And maybe bring it back to Rogers Sportsnet. And of course with TSN. They always show Toronto FC games, uh, Vancouver Whitecap games, TVA in Montreal. Maybe RDS now has to reshow Montreal uh, soccer games there. The Canadian Premier League starting off strong so far in the middle of their second season. To see the top three nations in this confederation, and I believe Canada is should be one of the top three, this is what you want. This is the competition that you want to have. To threaten the belief and threaten the ego of Mexico to show them they will be knocked off their perch as kings of this confederation. This is now the time to go in there and prove, prove that the United States is going to take on Canada and take them out. You can say Canada probably has a veteran squad right now and the U.S. has a good squad. But right now, you don't have to worry about the quarterfinals situation because they are in the quarterfinals right now, sharing the points with Canada, six points each from both group stage matches, victorious. Now it's see what they can do to win the group and do the damage that we all know they can. The U.S. men's national team is now producing solid players, talented players. What we are seeing right now is the future of the national team. What we are seeing right now, the future of the national team on display. And I am excited about this. I'm very, very excited about this. I'm willing to allow them to grow and nurture and improve their game. If they make a mistake, so be it. You hope it's not going to be a huge mistake, but if they do, so be it. But once again, 
whoever you're going to bring over from this Gold Cup roster to the rosters for World Cup qualifying starting this September. Now is their opportunity to do so. Now is their opportunity, these players, to go out and prove to Greg Berhalter why they deserve to be on that World Cup qualifying roster. Yes, this is a Group B roster. This is a B squad. We all know this. But a B squad has to act like an A squad. They have to. And so far, I'm, I've liked what I've seen so far in this one, especially with the changes that Burhalter made from the Haiti match that started this past Sunday to what we just saw tonight this past Thursday. Now it's early Friday morning here on the East Coast, still Thursday in the Central Mountain in the Pacific. And you're hearing me feeling happy, feeling excited, feeling strong, feeling good about what we are watching and witnessing at this moment in time. Now they have to show it once again on Sunday late afternoon at 5 o'clock Eastern Time, 2 o'clock Pacific on Fox National against a solid and strong Canadian side. We have to witness this firsthand. We have to watch this. Because if we don't, You'll be asking questions for the wrong reasons. And so far, right now, Greg Berhalter has done a good thing. He recognized the situation in front of him against Haiti. He didn't like what he saw. So he decided to switch it up and give these players an opportunity. Newer players to get an opportunity. And they did so. And they were magical. Absolutely magical. And they played strong. They played with guile. With vim and vigor. They played like they were the big boys in the sandlot. And they're ready to knock you off your perch. That is how strong I feel about this group of kids right now. Who do I recognize to go to these World Cup qualifying matches? Simple. As I've said already, Daryl D.K., Matthew Hoppe, Gianluca Busio, Shaq Moore. Right now, those are the only four from this match that I'm going to say that deserves to go to a World Cup qualification match. <clears throat> Whether they start, they come off the bench, they've deserved it. But once again, that's just my opinion. I am not the head coach. That's what Greg Berhalter is here to do. This is the job, the difficult job he has to do to announce a roster starting this coming September. And I want to see what they're going to do against the likes of an El Salvador, a Jamaica, Mexico, Canada, again, Honduras, Panama, Costa Rica, what are they going to do after performing in a continental championship tournament like the CONCACAF Gold Cup? We'll have to wait and see. But other than that, 
I enjoyed this one. I enjoyed it. Martinique is not a strong opponent. I understand. But still, though, this is a B squad. You have to see what they are able and capable of doing. And so far, I liked what I saw. And as the tournament gets better and better and better, depending on who their opponents will be after their final group stage match against Canada, then you've got to really ratchet it up. And then maybe you might face Mexico either in the semis or you might face them in the final. We'll have to wait and see. Other than that, it was absolutely fantastic what I saw. So have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening tonight. Once again, the United States defeating Martinique by final of six goals to one. They are in the quarterfinals of the 2021 Gold Cup. And it is time to go out and see what they'll do late Sunday afternoon at 5 Eastern to Pacific as they take on Canada to try and win the group. Group B title on the line. Thank you very much for listening to me tonight. Talk to you guys next time. Join me on Sunday night, Sunday uh, early evening for post-match. I'll have Carter Krishnar on with, uh, from World Soccer Talk as we talk about this one and Sunday. And maybe we'll have also an additional guest from above us in the north, past the northern border. We'll have to wait and see. Have a good evening. Take care so long. And bye-bye for now.